You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. I didn't have an episode out last week and I apologize for that. Um, Not much of an excuse, but I've just been so extremely tired lately and then my computer crashed and it was uh, having all kind of issues and I just, instead of putting out one late, I just didn't put one out and so, but uh, hopefully we're back on the regularly scheduled program and so today's episode today's episode here is going is called uh, does God save us because he loves us or because it gives him glory and uh, a while back in church my pastor talked about how God does things to bring glory to himself and later in small group Bible study uh, that I facilitate, I was asked whether or not God saves us because He loves us or to glorify His own name. The simple and uh, the answer that I gave is uh, when she asked this, she said, "Does does God save us because He loves us or to bring glory to Himself?" And I said, "Yes." So let me explain. The truth is. And what I think my pastor was trying to say is, God saves us because of his unfathomable love for us, but he saves us in such manner as we could not possibly take the credit for it, and ultimately he gets the glory and honor for saving us. Ultimately, everything God does is for his glory, and while it may seem counterintuitive when talking about a loving God who died in the place of all sinners, but the Bible makes it very clear that God does that all God does, He ultimately does for His own glory. So, according to the Bible, God does everything for His own glory. God created everything through Himself and for Himself, according to Colossians 1:16. He created the world to declare His glory, Psalm 19:1 through 4. He formed and made man with that same intent. Isaiah 43.7 He condemns all who dishonors his name, Exodus 27. But he also rescues man to bring honor to his name, Jeremiah 14.7 and Psalm 25.11. He rescued the Israelites for the sake of his name so he would not be profaned among the nations, Ezekiel 29. He parted the waters for them to gain for himself everlasting renown, Isaiah 63, 12-14, and Psalm 106, 8. He placed Pharaoh in leadership to create for himself the opportunity to display power for himself so his name would be proclaimed in all the earth, Exodus 9, 16. God makes a new covenant with his people, promising them a new heart and spirit, not for their sake, but for the sake of his holy name. Ezekiel 36:22-32. He guides us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, Psalm 23:3 and Psalm 31:3. 3. 
He delays his wrath for his own name's sake, for the sake of his praise, and will not yield his glory to another. Isaiah 48, 9-11 For the sake of his righteousness, he made his law great and glorious. Isaiah 42, 21 He has exalted his name and his word above all things for his praise. Psalm 138, 1-2 He blesses people so his ways and saving power may be known among all nations, so all nations will praise him. Psalm 67, 1-7 He allows people to die so he might be glorified, such as he did with Lazarus in John eleven four. He also allows some people to be sick so the power of God may be made known in John uh, 9 3 and that was the story where the man was born blind and they, the apostles asked him who sinned this man or his parents and Jesus answered and said neither sinned but that was he was born that way so that um, God could be glorified basically at that point Jesus healed him and then people knew that he was God uh, people are called to obedience by Jesus Christ's power and for his name's sake, Romans 1.5. God saves people so that they might live for him, 2 Corinthians 5.15 and Hebrews 9.14. In everything we do, even in simple things like eating and drinking, we are commanded to do it all for the glory of God, 1 Corinthians 10.31. Jesus sought to be glorified so he might glorify his Father, John 17.1. Jesus died on the flock. On the sorry, <clears throat> Jesus died on the cross to glorify his uh, Father. John twelve twenty seven through twenty eight. The way Jesus blesses his people is by allowing them to see his glory. John seventeen twenty four. And Jesus is the head of the church, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Colossians one eighteen. When we enter his temple, we will yell out glory. Psalm twenty nine nine, and we are when we are living in the new test in the new Jerusalem at the renewing of all things, God's glory will replace the sun and be our light forever. Revelations twenty one twenty three. There is no doubt God seeks glory for Himself. John eight fifty. For from Him and through Him all thing, and uh, for Him all things. So to him be the glory forever. Amen. Romans 11.36 Clearly, the motivation behind everything God does, even those things that benefit us, are ultimately to exalt him. God is first and foremost for God. His supremacy, or his supreme concern, is with himself. His saving works, his grace, his damnation of sinners, his unfailing love, all has to do with one thing, him. So it's all about God and not about us. So God does everything for his own glory because he is God. God made people out of a desire to glorify himself. If it didn't glorify God to make us, to save us, to love us, he wouldn't have done it. God never puts anything above himself. Uh, the fact that God made and commands all living creatures to worship him is the very, is, uh, the very evidence he alone is God. God putting himself first is the greatest testament to God truly being God. If he were not absolutely committed to his own adoration, this would point to the fallacy of his claim that he alone deserves worship. 
if he placed anything above himself, it would be breaking his own com uh, commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Exodus 23. So according to these Bible verses and many, many more, God really does do everything for his own glory. However, the Bible is also extremely clear that God also loves us. And he loves us more deeply and more completely than we can comprehend. The question really isn't, does God love us? But rather, why does God love us? This short question, why does God love us, is among the most profound questions ever asked. And no human would ever be able to answer it sufficiently, not even the smartest and most studied among us. One thing is certain, however, God does not love us because we are lovable, because we have earned love, or because we deserve his love. If anything, the opposite is true. The state of mankind since the fall is one of rebellion and disobedience, and the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Not just some of us, all of us. Jeremiah 17.9 describes man's inner condition. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Our innermost being are so corrupted by sin that even we don't realize the extent uh, to which sin has tainted us. In our natural state, we do not seek God, we do not love God, we do not desire God. Romans 3, 10-12 clearly presents a state of the natural, ungenerate uh, person. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. How then is it possible for a holy, righteous, and perfect God to love such creatures? To understand this, we must understand something of the nature of the character of God. 1 John 4, 8 and 16 tells us that God is love. Never was a more important declaration made than this, God is love. This is a profound statement. God doesn't just love, he is love. His nature and essence are love. Love permeates his very being and infuses all his other attributes, even his wrath and anger. Because God's very nature is love, he must demonstrate love, just as he must demonstrate all his, other, all his attributes because doing so glorifies him. Glorifying God is the highest, the best, and the most noble of all acts, so naturally glorifying himself is what he must do, because he is the highest and the best, and he deserves all glory. Since it is God's essential nature to love, he demonstrates his love by lavishing it on undeserving people who are rebellion against him. God's love is not a sappy, sentimental, romantic feeling. Rather, it's the agape love, or the love of self-sacrifice. He demonstrates this sacrificial love by sending his son to the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, uh, 1 John 4.10, and by drawing us to himself, John 6.44, by forgiving us of our rebellion against him and sending his Holy Spirit to dwell within us, thereby, thereby enabling us to love as he loves. Uh, it says in the Bible, uh, we love because he first loved us. He did this in spite of the fact that we did not deserve it. But God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 God's love is personal. 
He knows each of us individually and loves us personally. He is mighty. He uh, he is a mighty love that has no beginning and no end. It is this experience of God's love that distinguishes Christianity from all other religions. Why does God love us? It is because of who He is. God is love. God loves us because God is good, not because we are. In summary, God loves us more fully and more deeply than any of us could ever understand, and yet He does all things, including saving us from the spiritual consequences of our own sin, because it brings Him glory. It brings glory to His name. Both things are true, that God is love and saves us because He loves us, and that He does all things for His glory. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode, and... uh, Go back and check out my other episodes if you haven't already. And uh, if you can't listen to my earliest episodes on iTunes, uh, there's some kind of issue between my hosting site and the iTunes that I'm trying to get it fixed. But if you want to listen to the earlier episodes and you can't find them on iTunes, uh, they're all still available on my website genecurl.com and so you can go there and listen to every one of them and also read the uh, podcast or I mean the blog sorry and uh, if you want to reach out to me and leave a comment or uh, ask me a question or if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast or anything like that just go to my website genecurl.com and uh, fill fill out the contact form Uh, Thanks for listening and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.